Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for same race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Right now, we're going to catch up with the coach of the 80s, Wainui Omata's prodigal son. And the guy who gave Piriwipu his ticket to the OBs. He'll claim that all day. Uncle Kenny Laban. How you doing, brother? Good, brother. Nice to be on your show. How long have you been on here for? How long have you been on here for? About a year. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, uh, since July. We, we started in July, and, uh, yeah, it's been good, mate. It's been fun. And Tony Kemp's in the house, and, and we'll, uh, Louis Herman Watt. So we've got us three for the next couple of months. But um, enjoying it, mate. Yeah, Kempe. What's happening, brother? Hey, Kenny. And not many people know it, mate, um, especially all those people that listen to you on the radio, um, calling uh, on the TV, calling rugby for Sky, which they've done a fantastic job for years now, mate. But... You're a you're a, a fantastic coach, um, especially of rugby league in the past, mate. Just just how do you miss that? Do you miss that those Wainui Amata days when you used to walk down the middle of Carlow Park here um, with your Wainui team and and smack all the Auckland teams up here in uh, Tamaki Makoto? <laughs> well, it was um, well, Kimpy, you were you were sort of part of that as well, like uh, you know when the Newcastle Knights entered the competition in nineteen. Um, uh, 1988, um, just by a sort of quirk of circumstance, I suppose, um, I got involved with um, with the establishment establishment group um, that were looking for for players for that inaugural for that inaugural side. Uh, there weren't a lot of players on the market, obviously, so they had to look outside of Australia. Uh, for a number of players, and um, they ended up looking at uh, looking at New Zealand, uh, looking at Wellington, uh, looking at the then Randwick Club, which was a powerhouse in uh, in Wellington Rugby League um, and New Zealand Rugby League at the time, and that kicked off a series of events and relationships and friendships that developed over the years that allowed the um, the Wainui Amata team that I was the captain of. Um, in my view, anyway, can be to steal a march on other club teams in New Zealand. Um, you know, I was in, I was in my thirties by the time uh, um, I was getting the kind of information and the science and the insight into the game, which I previously had no idea about. So, uh, you know, we started counting our sets. Um, we started setting goals in terms of how many sets we wanted to complete. That we started taking tackle counts. We started measuring and ranking carries and the effectiveness, and this is over 30 years ago. And um, you know, we started doing things on the field which would allow us to get back-to-back sets of six and repeat sets, and you know, a whole lot of um, insight that um, previously um, 
you know, the people that I've been involved with, we didn't have any idea about. So, you know, that set in place a, um, a number of things. Uh, Wanyamata getting promoted from the second division to the first division, winning the Wellington Championship in its first year, winning the New Zealand Championship um, the second year in the um, in the competition. And since then, three national titles, seven regional titles, a whole oh, host of um, Kiwis and, mm. and All Blacks as well. There's been five All Blacks come out of the Wanyamata Rugby League Club, more All Blacks out of the League Club than out of the Rugby Club, which we, um, we quite often find amused. Um, about as well, Tyrell Lomax and Peter Rumanga Jensen, the two latest, are both Wanyamata Rugby League juniors as well. So, yeah, it's a tremendous uh, community. And it was while I was captain of Wanyamata that I got my first start in um, in TV uh, back in the day as well. Uh, as you said, there's a number of reasons why I'll always be very, very grateful to the Wanyamata Rugby League Club uh, and then to the Wanyamata community for, um, for their support. And, of course, one of the many highlights was beating Auckland teams in Auckland. Love that, bro. Love that. (laughs) 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 Yes, Uncle. Yes, Uncle. Uncle, you you rang off a few names there, mate, and I know you're a big part of the community there in Wainui Omata. How how are they able to... Tell us about growing up in Wainui Omata and how are they able to uh, find these stars and, and unearth, or not only in, in rugby but in league as well. Um, they've got so much talent coming out of, uh, out of Mate. Can you tell us what it's like growing up over there? Bro, there's an iconic photo um, that does the rounds on um, on social media and mainstream media, and it's the photo of me walking out onto Carlow Park for the for the Lion Rear Cup final in 1990, and I'm walking out with Pow, Billy Wepu. Yeah. And uh, yeah. in that photo, Wepu was six years old. Um, in that photo, both his parents were on the committee of the Wainamata, uh Rugby League Club, but incidentally, both his parents were, um, it's Kura and Ox, the late Ox, uh, were statisticians. Uh, as well, I talked earlier about, um, you know, counting our sets and doing tackle counts, and we had a small group of people behind the scenes who were responsible for that. And the significance of that photo, that photo was taken in October 1990. And in November 1990, we formed, we began a, um, a social touch competition, a whānau touch comp in, um, in Wainui Omata at the, at the Rugby League Club. And we introduced these rules. You have to have a kid under 12, um, a person over 40, and a woman in the park all the time. So what it forced forced us to do was it forced us to put in these whānau teams. Well, Power played in that team for, we think, about um, 21 or 22 consecutive years before he eventually signed and left Wellington for the first time and went to play for the Blues. But he, you know, other than his all-black commitments and that, he played, and so did a whole host of other kids. So this whānau uh, competition, and it's still going this year, we're playing flag, uh, we're playing flag now, uh, 16 teams um, in the competition, and there are there are grand there are grandfathers playing with their mokos, grandmothers playing with their mokos. Uh, there's six-year-olds, sixty-year-olds, adults, there's kids uh, playing, and out of those um, competitions, and what it's mean, and one I guess one of the unintended consequences is ball sense at a young age. So you know, Power was picking up long balls when he was seven years old, and by the time he was eleven. We knew because he'd been essentially playing with adults for five years 
Uh, Tatsu, he was just more mature with the ball. He was more mature around adults. And he's not the only one in that category. There's been nearly every kid that's come out of that, um, has come out of that environment, um, has ended up being a very competent, very confident footballer at a very at a very young age. And of course, you add to that, he's he was a very very talented um, kid. A lot of people don't realise that. You know, he turned down two or three offers to go to the NRL. I told him not to go. I said, I said, you're not tough enough, boy. Stay in rugby. <laughs> anyway, when he was... <laughs> you know, plus he was going to... You know, you go to rugby league, you triple his, you triple his tackle count and half his money. And I said, you idiot. I said, do you want to go to the Roosters and make 30 tackles a game for half the amount of money or do you want to stay in rugby and make four tackles a game and get twice the money? I said, do the math, brother. <laughs> you know, oh, you are a, you are a statistician. You are a statistician, <laughs> Kenny. <laughs> hey, um, that's a great that's a great story, and you're dead right. You know they've, they've come Izzy, they've come out of the woodwork over in Wainuiamata for years. You know, posty posty Innes got a chance to go down there and experience it too, um, and still goes and runs out there with the old boys of Johnny Lomaxes and and the likes. Kenny, uh, talking Warriors. All right, I always thought that you would have been a great um, general manager of football up here for the Warriors because of your brain. Um, hopefully Robbo's listening, mate, and is going to send you send you a phone call and give you half of that money he would have given to Pity if Pity was still playing. Um, what do you, what do you think of what do you think of the Warriors? Like what what's really you know people are, you know Izzy's up here going it's our year again. Um, it's the favourite say over the last over the last twenty five years. It's our year. What's missing? Like in your in your mind, what's missing? Well, um, well. If- well, firstly, is he, bro? I don't want to break your heart, but it's not. Don't be the year. Um, Matty John said the same thing yesterday. Yeah, no, 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 no. Well, it's not. Well, you know what? They've been around twenty. Well, uh, bro, let me let me give you an indication of the instability, which leads to inconsistency. So, firstly, they've had thirteen coaches in twenty-six years. They've made the grand final twice, and they've never and they've never made it. Um, last year, everybody talked up about the fact that they were only one win away from um, from making the eight, but they finished the year eight and sixteen. Um, and when you think about it, that you know, if they had have made the eight, we would have been celebrating. But nobody wins the NRL, bro, unless you're in the top four. You can't win the NRL from outside. Well, no one's won the NRL from outside the top four. To make the top four, you need to win sixteen games. But well, I had a quick, when I knew I was coming on the show, I had a quick look at the numbers. So therefore, they've got to find eight more wins than they won last year. Then I'm, I'm looking at the competition, and I can't see where those eight wins, because you need to forget about You need to forget about making the eight. If you want to win the NRL, you've got to make the top four. Um, and to make the top four, as I said, you need you need to win 16 games. And the two teams in the grand final, the Panthers won 21 games in the regular season. The Rabbits won 20. So if you're telling me other Warriors a chance to win the NRL, well, you know, based on the way that the competition has gone in, um, in the last couple of years, my answer to that is no, they can't win it. And then I had a look over their form in the last five years. <clears throat> They've made the top eight once in the last five years. Last year, um, they were 12th the year before, 10th, then 13th. They were 8th in 2018 and 13th in 2017. And, you know, one of their big issues, of course, is they've never been able to attract a world-class spine or a capable spine. And when we talk about the spine, those are not familiar um, with that term, the key positions in rugby league are hooker, 
halfback, five eight. Oh no! Oh no! We, we, we might have lost Uncle there, and he was just on a heater. Man, he's so good. Oh, that is t- some absolute detail, eh? Yeah, man, wow. he's he he is so good. You know what I mean? Like a lot yeah. of a lot of people don't realise that they hear Kenny Laban, the voice of rugby um, and Super Rugby. Yeah. yeah, but he's actually a phenomenal rugby league brain and has been for years. Oh, I played mm. at Randwick with him. He was at the time I was a seventeen-year-old kid coming through um, and touted mm. to be in, in the Kiwi team. Well, he's the best centre running around down in Wellington. Speed to burn, speed to burn, is he? You know what I mean? So, yeah. um, he's back with us, Kenny. You back there? Yeah. Where do we get to? I don't know. Um, you were just, you were just, I was just, I was just telling you, I was just telling you. You're on the spine, bro. Spine of the Warriors saying that you need a spine. Just, yeah, well, just talk, just talking about that. That's been the, you know, even the land for the fact they've signed Ash Taylor and Sean Johnson. But Sean Johnson, Sean comes back at 31. Um, and probably his, um, his best years, to be fair, are, um, are behind him. But, you know, one guy can't do it on his own. I said they're going to try Tavita Harris at, um, uh, at fullback, and even their inability to to retain Tuvisar Sheik, I don't know what that says um, about the organisation and management um, of, uh, of the team, because you can't win the NRL without that spine. And as I talked about, the instability in the organisation. So you make a direct comparison with the Crusaders, mm-hmm. Izzy, who also play yeah. in a trans-Tasman competition and have had, the, what, in almost the same amount of time, I think they've had four coaches, four or five coaches mm-hmm. only, over the course of that um, of that time. Uh, very stable, very consistent, play as many games across the Tasman as they do at home, had the same, you know, had to deal with the same issues, uh, but they've just been able to get that mix of um, uh, of offense and defense and consistency um, on the mark, and unfortunately, I, you know, that's dogged the Warriors. Or Keeper, you would know more about that than me because you're closer to the organisation um, than I am. But we all see what we see, um, and I, I just, I just see a joint that's been incompetently managed um, and run unnecessary. Um, issues that have clouded their ability to be com- to be competitive. But the main thing, and my main criticism of the Warriors, is their inability to attract quality players in key positions. Mm. And whether you want to call that coaching or whether you want to call that um, management, and even um, uh, even Nathan Brown, you know, what has he been there a couple of years in a bit, um, and he's sitting at about thirty three percent loss. Well, that's no good for the NRL. No, no, you did right. And look, one of the things if they if they gave me the job as going in there and taking care of football, the first bike, the very first bike I'd go and talk to is Trent Robinson. I think he's got years and years ahead of him, and I would give him anything to bring him and his French wife and kids over here because he's used to living overseas and say build me a build me a team and win me a competition. And if it takes you ten years, that's a, that's as long as it's going to take. So. Um, Kenny, I've just got a got a really good text in here from Brett. He says, "More than a team. How good is Uncle Ken as a kai-fi kōrero? Amazing storyteller. Why do Emata sounds nearly as good as Tani Faro Kempe? Yeah, mate, Tani Faro nearly as <laughs> nearly as good as White in it back in the day. Hey, Kenny, thanks a lot for for um for the for the stories, for the knowledge. Um, got to look yeah, forward man. to getting those texts from you in in and around ten o'clock at night when we're watching the NRL, and uh, look forward to catching up with you soon. Thanks, brother. Got it, bro. Cheers." Cheers, Ken. Thank you. Wow. Hey, he's a genius, man. That was so good. Well done. 
Well done. Good, good getting them all made, and he spoke about but TV. So you think Trent Robinson? Yeah, mate, that's exactly right. You know, the, Kenny's hit the nail on the head. It's uh, you, you can't, We're never going to win a competition if we keep sacking the coaches and we keep changing the staff nah. around. So um, Trent Robinson, mate, mm. I would go after him. I would take the checkbook. Yep, beautiful. Sounds bloody good to me, mate. We'll keep an eye on that and see what unfolds on Saturday when you're doing the call, mate. Sorry for stealing your intro there, but great, <laughs> it's all great good, little detail. Oh, good. You're Uncle excited, Kenny, mate. Sydney, Sydney's on your mind. You're excited. Oh. I want to know that leading song, mate. I want to know that song you're singing we'll, all we'll weekend. Pl- we'll play it after this. <laughs> all right. All right. We'll be back shortly. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. <laughs> <laughs> Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only colour fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.